Welcome, one and all, to a brand new episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. My name is Michael, and I will be your comedic Sherpa through the mountains of news, through the jungle of headlines. Uh, we're going to rip into it today. We got, we got plenty of color commentary from yours truly. Here's how the show's going to work. Uh, as always, uh, we got two big segments for you right here where you're listening uh, to the fine, fine audio, to the dulcet tones of, of me. And then uh, we have a special segment. Yeah. And you can get that on uh, Patreon or over on Locals. Yeah. So look for The Loftus Party. Join up and you'll get that. All right. It is a, uh, it is a day of insanity over here at The Loftus Party World Headquarters. But there's, there's tons going on. Here's the headline that I looked at that was just so juicy. And I, and, and I think this is the perfect way to start. Uh, Dave Chappelle is in hot water. Dave Chappelle uh, went on a little bit of a rant the other night in Boston. A, uh, a pro-Hamas rant. Maybe a, maybe a pro-Palestinian pro. Can you, can you separate the two? I guess that's the good question. So we'll be getting into that. Uh, we got some more on Israel and the axis, the axis of evil. Uh, Joe Biden is up to his uh, Joe Biden's up to his old, uh, you know, tricks of uh, trying to wrap up Ukrainian aid and aid for Israel all in the same. Mm, got some thoughts on that. Got some thoughts on that. Uh, we'll solve it. We'll solve the whole Middle East uh, problem. Here in one show, so you're going to want to hear that. We definitely have thoughts on the the speaker of the uh, speaker of the horse. If you look at my notes, I, I have written down here very very big speaker horse, but I'm pretty sure I meant speaker of the house. What happened with Jim Jordan? What's the future hold? All that stuff. They got a. They got a. Here's the big story too that we're going to be getting into. Uh, this uh, this gag order on uh, on Donald Trump, yeah, yeah, that 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 one's kind of sneaking under the headline. And then we got some more uh, some more checks that have been floating around to old uh, Joey Biden. And oh my gosh, oh my goodness, we've got uh, we got lingerie news. Yeah, finally we can talk about lingerie. We always talk about this stuff, but Victoria's Secret just made some, just made some moves. So let's begin. Oh, and then there might be another, uh, there might be another uh, sunshine and lollipops. There might be. Uh, I don't know which celebrity we can get uh, to sing it though. We'll, we'll have to find someone. But let's uh, let's start our show right after this podcast. The Loftus Party Podcast So hold on to your ass We're gonna start the show right now Wow, wow You guys are like, who is that? Is that, uh, is that, was that Eric Clapton sitting in there? No, you guys, that was me That wasn't Eric Clapton You're like, what? That sounded just like Eric Clapton It was not, that was me that was me. All right, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle and Israel. Here's the, here's the headline. Chappelle show chaos. Comic goes on pro-Palestinian rant. Jews walk out. All right, so uh, let's, just, let's just walk you through this. So uh, Chappelle's doing some shows. Uh, I believe he was in Boston, and this was on uh, Thursday night, last Thursday. And the crowd was going crazy, uh, and then uh, some some Jewish people in the show walked out. So this is a this is the Facebook post uh, from some from some dude who was there. He says uh, he says hello, my friends. This is my first Facebook post in nearly seven years. With that said, now, dude, why do you open with that? Why do you open with that? Hey, this is my first Facebook post in nearly seven. You too cool. Are you too cool for what are you? What are you? Oh, I'm so busy. I don't like that. I don't like that. If you're gonna if you're gonna write uh, something about Dave Chappelle, just freaking jump into it, dude. Jump into it. Don't need the backstory. 
Hello, my friends. This is my first Facebook post in nearly seven years. Cause I'm so awesome. I'm so busy. Then, he, <laughs> with that said, with that said, it, uh, it's also the only social media platform I have. So I, I hope people still use Facebook. Dude, dude, horrible opener. That's a horrible opener. This is the, this is the only. I'm such a busy fellow. I'm sorry. I hope people are still here. I haven't been here in seven years. The only reason I'm using it, it's the only one I have. I automatically, like you're rubbing me the wrong way, dude. You're rubbing me the wrong way. So now we get into the meat and potatoes of it. I would like to share with you an experience I had last night. My wife and I went to the Dave Chappelle uh, stand-up comedy show. I love it when people do that. His, hey, my wife and I went to the Dave Chappelle stand-up comedy show as opposed to uh, the, the Dave Chappelle uh, modern dance troupe. Is there is there confusion as to what the the Dave Chappelle jazz trio? All right, I don't I don't know why I'm coming down on this guy's little Facebook post so hard. But uh, I, I think you're okay. Here's what we don't need. We don't need to know that you, you don't use Facebook anymore because you're so awesome. And we also get it. Dave Chappelle's a stand-up. All right, back into the post. Uh, we went to the Dave Chappelle stand-up comedy show uh, uh, at the Garden with, with three other couples at TD Garden. Whatever TD Garden. See, here's some information I need to know. And the guy doesn't tell me. Like, we're all from Boston. We all know what the TD freaking Garden is. The TD Garden. Okay, so he goes to the show in Boston with three other couples. What started out as a joyful and funny evening uh, for the eight of us ended with disgust and fear. Okay, so here we go. Now we're getting it. We're, we're, we're on the third paragraph, and we're finally getting to the meat and potatoes. So this is a guy that doesn't use Facebook. Uh, he wants us to know Dave Chappelle's a stand-up, and he wants us to know how many people were in his group. All of that. We don't need. Okay? So here we go. Uh, Towards the end of his act, Chappelle mentioned the war in Israel and how he, as a Muslim, denounces Israel for its treatment of the people in Gaza. Okie dokie. There you go. That's, now now we're, Chappelle, I didn't know Chappelle was a Muslim. Dave Chappelle's a Muslim? There's some new information uh, for yours truly. So he uh, he was denouncing Israel for its treatment of the people in Gaza and started to add in lots of false and unsubstantiated claims. Okay. A gentleman towards the front yells out, you should shut the F up. Chappelle lost it on the dude, yelling, you do not tell me to shut the F up at my show. He's right. He's right. Uh, uh, Chappelle then started on a tirade of his beliefs, leaving comedy behind and focusing purely on the politics. Uh, Blah, blah. Uh, While that was awful, what made my heart sink and started to invoke fear was when the crowd of nearly 20,000 people, damn, damn, 20,000 people started yelling, uh, go Palestine, go Hamas. All right, all right. And other hateful jargon. I'm telling you, if you hear... If you hear 20,000 people chanting, I'm just a, just as a side note, and that's, uh, I, I kind of, I'm dubious. I'm dubious if 20,000 people were, uh, were yelling, go Palestine, go Hamas. That's, uh, that's, that's terrifying. That is scary. I know many, many moons ago in Columbus, Ohio, uh, I went to the uh, Ohio State-Michigan game. It's a shit ton of people in there. You know, the the shoe, it's like 90,000, 110,000 people. And they start doing that, O-H-I-O. Oh my God, everybody's chanting it. And you're just like, whoo. It's kind of, uh, it's a very powerful thing. It's also, <laughs> I, I was concerned. Whenever you can get a bunch of people all screaming the same thing at the same time, uh, it's probably... You think about hitting the exit, <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a, I'm an Ohio State guy. It's like you're like, whoo! This is uh this is not good. All right, so uh, the guy goes on. Uh, the audience was cheering uh, Chappelle on during his tirade. I was sick. We were sick. I turned to my friends and my wife, and I said, "I think it's time to go." The
They walked out and they met up with many other Jews leaving the show. Never in my life have I felt so unsafe and so fearful of what I was witnessing. The words alone were horrific, uh, but we were vulnerable in a public forum. Yeah. How could we know what would happen? True. Could violence against the Jewish members of the audience break out? Dude. Uh, sounds like it. So uh, without doing the, the entire thing, uh, the guy, he, he wants this to show up in the Boston Globe. Let's see if we can get it there. Thanks for reading. I'm hoping social media can, can spread the word. And then he said, uh, here in Boston, how is there so much hate for Jews? How could a comedy show provide such a mechanism for people to verbally shout out their hatred for Jews? The, uh, uh, the unfortunate icing on the cake was that all the cell phones and communication devices had to be locked up so there's no video or audio evidence. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's get into this. Let's get into this. So first and foremost, uh, Dave Chappelle is a comedian. Maybe he's uh, working on new material, whatever, whatever, whatever. It doesn't sound like there was any jokes involved, but guess what? That is what Dave Chappelle can do at the Dave Chappelle show. And if somebody's like, shut the F up, Dave Chappelle can go, no, you don't get to tell me to shut the F up at my own show. This is, this is the rub, guys, when you're like, oh, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. And then the person who you've been defending, oh, Dave Chappelle, he's making fun of trans people and he's saying this stuff about this and that. And everybody's like, oh, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. And then Dave Chappelle... He starts, starts talking about, uh, uh, oh, here's what, uh, ha- here's what's going on in Gaza, and here's how the Palestinian people, and and then you're like, ooh, I don't like that, I don't like that. Well, guess what? Uh, he gets to he gets to say it. He gets to say it. That is that is the the takeaway from all this. It's the First Amendment is protecting freedom of speech, even speech you don't like. Now, here is the, uh, here is the good side in all of this. And I, and I mean this uh, sincerely. And, and this, is, this is the shock that everybody who doesn't really follow politics and follow woke culture and follow what's been going on, Tons of people are waking up to the very, very uh, uh, scary reality of what's been going on in America for years, right? Like, here's, here's a dude who's too busy for Facebook. Oh, I hope people still use Facebook. I haven't been here for seven years. I don't know what you've been doing, dude. But for the longest time, shows like this one, have been going, these colleges are jacked up. These, the colleges, the, the, the public school system, they are just little indoctrination camps for uh, uh, political thinking. You know, it's, it's a huge part of the curriculum. All of this little, uh, you know, hey, you know, what, What's your gender? Hey, what's going on? Hey, isn't socialism pretty good? Hey, real socialism's never been tried. Boy, aren't the, like, we've been saying it for years. And now there's a shit ton of people who are waking up to uh, the aftermath of the uh, attack on, on Israel. The attack by Hamas. This horrifying, just absolutely... It shocking, the worst of the worst attack. And then you've got uh, uh, the, the kids at Harvard going, hey, we're pro-Palestine. And a lot of people are like, what the, what the what? And you got big donors like Les Wexner and all these other very wealthy people that, that probably vote left. And they're like, what the hell? Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Yeah, when, when you start... Seeing, seeing people, you know, cheering on Hamas and cheering on uh, Palestine. Go Hamas, go Palestine. And you're like, holy shit, how did that happen? 
Well, it happened because of, uh, of, of colleges, and it happened because of the public school system, and it happened because of the, the, the woke culture, and, and all of it, all of it. So you better, you better jump in here. I posted, uh, and it's worth watching, I don't know if I, 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 if I plugged it uh, last week, but it's this wonderful, uh, I know we were talking about it last week on the show, and it's, it's a, I was going off on like just all the attacks on Israel, all the attacks. And then you go back to uh, this, this video that I posted at the, at the loftusparty.com, which is just a history of the region, going back to Bible times. To Bible times, there is, uh, it's been a conflict for a long, long time. But, but here's, uh, here's what I see. And this is just from the recognition of, of Israel as a state. It, it, you've got two different, very, uh, two very different philosophies when it comes to uh, the, the Muslim philosophy and the Jewish philosophy, the 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 Quran seems to be, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to insult anybody here. I'm just trying to like bullet points. Uh, the Quran use seems to be like uh, convert or die, right? There, there's your there's your your ultimate choice. You can you can either become a Muslim or uh, you know death to the infidel, and maybe maybe I'm insanely naive. I don't think I am. Uh, but that seems to, that's where it boils down to. You're a Muslim or you're, you're, or you're, you're dead or you should die. And then you've got, uh, the, the Jewish faith, uh, which is like, Hey, follow these rules, follow the 10 commandments. Uh, don't, don't murder. Uh, don't, don't lie. Don't, you know, the can be 10 commandments. Just be cool. Don't give anybody a, a reason to kill you. Uh, ultimately, and hey, when we're on defense, we're always going to win. As long as we're on defense, we're always going to win. So it's like a, a, a tradition there of not, not starting any shit. Like, I, I, I'm telling you, the, 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 the narrative seems to be, and, and it's wild to watch it happen in real time, where... And I'm only laughing because it's so ridiculous. It's just so profoundly ridiculous to me. So Hamas comes in on, on paragliders and, and they, they attack these people and they they murdering uh, women and children and they're killing babies and burning people alive and you've got GoPro evidence of it and, uh, and, and then quickly uh, the, the reaction from everybody is Suppose this is what you see in the media. It's like, hey, hey, Israel, be cool, be cool. You got to be cool now. Are you fucking kidding me? And they're talking about, oh, we have, you have to have a, you know, it's got to be a balanced response. What the fuck? It's gonna get me all pissed off again. But I stand by. I've thought about it since I was since I said it last week. You you divvy up Gaza. You divvy it up into little sections. Maybe you don't do six sections. Maybe it's just three. Maybe it's just three. And Israel takes a third of it and goes, okay, if you want to hold on to the rest of what you got left, stop the shit. But it's just going to get worse for you. I would be going, I, I sincerely, I know Biden went over there, but uh, if I was Netanyahu and, and if I was over in Israel, I, ooh, I, I, I'd be in that Gaza. I'd be taking territory in the Gaza Strip so fast that make your head spin. You don't live here anymore. There's a very long tradition when they first divvied up that country and they gave, they gave the, the Israeli people just a little teeny tiny bit, just a little teeny tiny bit. And the, and the Israeli people are like, okay, that, this is cool. We can make this work. I know there's no like a lot of fresh water. It's kind of desert. It's not the best, but hey, we'll we'll make something out of it. And boy, the Arabs just didn't like that. They didn't like that. So I'm I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready for Israel to just 
take a big hunk of Gaza and go, this is, this is how it works. We're going to uh, try to be restrained in, in, in getting rid of, uh, of Hamas, but guess what? You just lost this. And if you want to lose more, keep attacking. And then for the love of God, going to Iran. I'm telling you, you got to take out Iran. We're going to get into uh, uh, the Speaker of the House and Jim Jordan and this Trump uh, gag order. But it's, I got this, the, uh, there's Democrats that are saying that Biden isn't doing enough to stop the threat of Iran. You've got, you got 110 lawmakers sent a letter to Joe Biden uh, about Iran. And, and 60 of those were, were, were Democrats. Like, you can't, if you look at what the, uh, and, and not to stay on this theological bent uh, too much, but like the, the suicide bombers, the people who get the special uh, place, you know, in in the afterlife, in the Muslim, they don't they don't seem to have a uh, a problem uh, just going all in and and self sacrifice in the in the name of uh, Allah, and I th- that is a group of people that you don't want their hands on nukes. Of I can't think. Of, uh, of another group of people with a track record of just uh, death and destruction. And then, and then a reward for death and destruction. Like, you don't want, uh, you don't want Iran to, to get the nukes. You really, really don't. So you've got 60 Democrats signing this letter uh, with a bunch of other lawmakers... Uh, calling on on Joe to do something, uh, something with some meat on Iran, and that's we all know he's not going to do it. That's the that's the sad part in all this. You know he's not going to do it. It's just going to be more you know John Kerry going out there and well we we've got this and uh, if they uh, we've decided to uh, sanction. They're gluten-free pasta. So uh, this is a, this sends a strong message to Iranian uh, leadership that if they want to have gluten-free spaghetti, uh, they cannot develop uh, uranium. No, nope, you got to go stronger than that. Much. I'm talking about missiles. Missiles and airstrikes and some drones and space lasers. Yeah, let's use the let's use the space lasers, uh, the kind they used in Hawaii. Ever have you noticed that? No one's talking about. I was I was kidding about the space lasers in Hawaii, but I've seen some weird shit. Had, like Hawaii is just. I guess they're fine. I guess those people are fine. Just uh, you, you got. We need more money for Ukraine. Uh, we need m- money for uh, Israel to do this because it's all tied together. And good Lord, if China attacks Taiwan, we got to do this. And like, hey, yo, hey, hey. Uh, I'm still smelling the chemicals in the water over in here uh, in East Palestine, Ohio. And there's a there's a town in Hawaii that's gone. Are, are those people all set? It's horrible. got more Joe Biden stuff. Speaker of the House. Jim Jordan. And Lance Ray. Hooray. I could talk about lingerie probably for an hour. <laughs> but we're going to do all of that. Next, and of course, there's extra stuff for the Patreon people and the locals people. Uh, Listen to this commercial. We will be right back with more delightfulness.
Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 of pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to jump right back into it. Right back into it. There's there's craziness going on uh, in uh, in Biden world. There's more evidence coming in. We're going to get into that. We got to talk about this uh, this uh, gag order. I don't think enough people have been talking about this uh, this Trump gag order. This is from the crazy case too. They're all they're all crazy. Oh, uh, sidebar. Little sidebar, uh, uh, what's her name? Sydney Sydney Powell? Sydney? Yeah, I think it's uh, uh, the the lawyer for Trump. She was the one who was like, "Oh, the election was fixed." This, that, and the other thing. And she had like uh, seven felonies. They were coming at her with uh, with seven felonies, and and they dropped them all. They dropped them all, and then uh, old Sydney Powell, the Trump lawyer. She's she's she pleads guilty, I guess, to a misdemeanor. But the the big headline is they they were coming at her with seven felonies. All of those are gone, and she's like, "All right, I'll cop a plea on this on a misdemeanor." And of course, the headlines everywhere. The headlines everywhere are uh, Trump lawyer pleads guilty. Now she's gonna flip on Trump. Uh, yeah, I I want to see her on the stand. When, when she gets on the stand, oh, it would be great if she would just let it rip about everything uh, everything she had found when she was talking about releasing the Kraken. <laughs> she was the one, we're going to release the Kraken. So uh, that's, just, that's just another one of the, uh, what, I, what we're calling uh, lawfare by the left. They come out, they come at you, they use the power of the state Oh, we're coming at you for seven felonies. You could be facing an eternity in jail. And then it will put you in a medically induced coma, wake you up, show you a picture of your family, and put you back in the coma. I mean, they make it just the worst thing ever. However, you got to pay money to defend yourself. You got to pay money. So I imagine if you're Sidney Powell and uh, you're a lawyer yourself and you're looking at this and you're like, okay, so this is crazy. I know I can beat this one. I know I can beat that one. I know I can beat the third one. I know I can beat four. I know I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I can beat all seven of these because it's freaking ridiculous. Then you start looking at your uh, lawyer fees because you're a lawyer yourself. And you're like, holy shit, this is going to cost me everything. All right, I'll plead guilty to the misdemeanor, blah, blah. It's what they're doing to Mike Lindell. It's what they're doing to Rudy Giuliani. It's what they're doing to everybody in the Trump circles. And and it's they're so empowered because no one raises a stink about any of this shit. No one really uh, draws a line in the sand. But you've got uh, you got these DAs across the country bringing whatever little bullshit uh, legal actions against uh, against Trump. They're all, in my opinion, uh, election interference. It's all total and complete horseshit. With the worst of those uh, being the New York one. The New York one is uh, is uh, Letitia James, 
who who literally campaigned on, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get up every morning and find out a way to go after him. I'm going to make his life a living hell. I'm going to sue him. I'm going to find something. So that's terrifying. But this is the case where uh, no one has made a complaint. No one is claiming to be the injured party. No one is out money. No one has been, uh, you know, the, the victim of, of anything. But Letitia James is like, oh, it's it's fraud. It's it's fraud. And, you, and you're, you're, you're like, how? Oh, you valued your property at this. And then and then you're like, well, well, how much how much do you think Mar-a-Lago's worth? And they're like, oh, that's like 18 million. Okay, so so you don't know shit about real estate. You don't know anything about how any of this works. So it that's already the crazy part. Then uh, this is the this is the story that really hasn't had enough attention. Then there's this uh, gag order on Trump, and everybody loves to call it a a partial gag order. Oh, oh, sorry. Let me just put let me just uh, put this partial gag on you. So evidently, uh, Trump is not a lot allowed to talk about uh, the, the the court staff. On, on Truth Social. He can't talk smack about uh, the judge. He can't talk smack about Letitia James. So he can't talk about it. Here's a, here's a snippet from the article. The New York judge presiding over the Trump Organization trial imposed a partial gag order to prevent all parties. <laughs> yeah, that's a laughable... Uh, from all parties from engaging in any verbal attacks against court staff after former President Trump criticized a member of the judge's office on social media. (laughs) You have to, it's it's crazy. Judge Arthur Engeron, which sounds like a, that sucks because that sounds like a Lord of the Rings name. Engeron. Uh, he said the he said that applies to both uh, the defense and uh, the uh, attorney general Letitia James's team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because because uh, Lord knows uh, Letitia James, she's the one who was who was uh, really talking the most. My God, how about you put a gag order on her, uh, saying you can't say you're just going to go after Trump. That's your whole, that's your whole thing. It is uh, a a scary time. The the silence is scary, right? Like, uh, thank God that that people are pushing back on this, uh, this uh, Palestinian, you know, narrative about Israel, like, Just to get back to that. There was like that. You blew up a hospital. There was 500 kids and orphans. Okay. Okay. So so no one blew up a hospital. Stop with that. And everybody's pushing back on that. I would love to see some pushback uh, from the GOP on these, these, these Trump lawsuits. Like, and this election tampering. And this... Uh, election interference and these crazy, oh yeah, you can't talk about, you can't talk about the court staff. No, you can't, don't even, don't even say shit about, no, I'm going to. This whole thing is an absolute farce. It's an absolute farce and and everybody in the GOP, uh, I don't don't even know if they've been freaking tweeting about it. Have they even tweeted about it? These absolute cowards. I cannot imagine if uh, if the shoe was on the other foot. And, and normally I can't stand it when people do this. But can you just just for shits and giggles try to imagine uh, it was it was Trump in in uh, 2019 and Joe Biden is campaigning from from his basement and then Trump just goes around the country and finds an attorney general. Hey, sue Joe Biden. You just find something, just find something on him, get some dirt, let's sue him. And then when he starts to uh, complain, have a judge put a, a, we'll call it a partial gag order on him. And let's see if he violates that. It's fucking outrageous. It's outrageous. And then here's, here's the other story. 
that uh, that isn't getting enough air. But God bless you. You tune into this show and we air it out. The House Oversight Committee. Uh, you got the you got the chairman of that one, the Jimmy Jimmy. Don't call me James Comer. He says his panels uncovered evidence that Joe Biden in 2018 uh, received two hundred thousand dollars. That's a direct payment from his uh, his brother James Biden. Yeah. So uh, so so Jim Biden. That's the one. He's always the one. If you listen to this show, you know what I'm talking about. He's the guy who's in the construction game. And uh, hey, you guys are gonna need some new houses there in Afghanistan. I bet those are gonna be expensive to build. Uh, let me let my company help do that. He to me was always like the dirtiest of all of them. Hunter was just the dumbass bag man. Like I know you're a crackhead, but Jesus, dude, we're gonna put you on a plane. Go talk to this Ukrainian guy. He's gonna write you a big check. <laughs> but James, uh, Jimmy Biden, he was the one that had. Uh, He's he's not a moron, yeah. So I think it's uh, I think it's Joe and James that are the ones. So evidently they got this check that uh, James James Biden uh, writes to writes to Joe for like two hundred thousand bucks, and then in the and then in the the memo in the memo it's like loan repayment, okay. Okay, so it's a loan repayment. Hey, can can someone tell me when when that loan was made? Can can we see that? Can we see the check coming out of Joe Biden's account? So, uh, here's a here's the here's the meat and potatoes of it. According to bankruptcy court documents, James Biden uh, received these loans based upon representations that what what what? No, that's. Uh, on, okay, here we go. Here we go. Sorry about that. That was a. I jumped in in the middle. Shame on me. Shame on me. So it's a. It's about this company AmeriCorps. Uh, and an AmeriCorps was a financially distressed and failing rural hospital operator. Hmm. Hmm. So uh, in uh, in 2018, James Biden gets uh, six hundred thousand bucks. Gets six hundred thousand bucks from AmeriCorps because they're they're in financial distress. They're failing, so they're like, "Hey, let's loan uh, James Biden six hundred thousand bucks." And then, uh, and then, uh, I think the same day, the same day, James writes a check for two hundred thousand uh, bucks to Joe and saying, "Loan repayment." I don't. It's, uh, the, the thing that kills me about it is that, uh, they're lazy about it. They're, it just seems so, uh, like laissez-faire about the whole thing. Can, can we, can we just say, get a full investigation now? Can we go? Where, are there subpoenas flying around? Can we get Tony Bublinski to freaking testify? Can America see uh, some freaking subpoenas? Can some? Can there be some uh, arrests made? Can something happen? It's just, it's it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. And like the once again, you you just have to think that the GOP is cool with it. Like the GOP wants uh, the Biden family to get away with this. They want everybody to get away with it. There's that faction of the GOP, which you'll have a hard time convincing me, isn't cool with all the old school, hey, here's a kickback, here's how you can cash in on the family name, here's how you can get your kid on a board so they can make money and not really have to do anything, except it's... If you look at the amount of money that Chelsea Clinton has amassed, it's it's insane. And it's all like this inside the beltway insurance policy. You know, just 
get as powerful as you can be. Then you can make, you know, you got, you can make some money doing, you know, your speaking events. You can write a couple books and maybe you can be a pundit somewhere. But boy, if you, if you want the real bucks, the real bucks, uh, you got to go high up on the food chain. You got to be like a, the, the senator uh, or something. And then you get that beltway money. So they want to keep that murky. They want to keep all that murky. They, they love the overspending. They love the omnibus bills. They fucking love it. And that's, that gets us to the whole uh, Jim Jordan of all this shit. And, and Matt Gates, people might be uh, distressed to hear me say this, but Matt Gates was absolutely right. He was absolutely right. Kevin McCarthy uh, said he was going to do X, Y, and Z, and he wasn't doing it. He made promises to everybody. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to release all these tapes from January 6th and oh, we're going to have a budget and oh, I'm going to do this and oh, there's going to be subpoenas and oh, you know, we're we're going to really go after all the the swamp and all this shit. None of it. And then all of a sudden you get, oh, it's budget time, it's crunch time. Oh, I think we can do a continuing Resolution and that should have money in there for Ukraine and all this other shit. No, no. Matt Gates, good guy. Way to do it. You you freaking pulled the ripcord. It's always going to be ugly. You're never going to have a uh, a friendly uh, sunshine and lollipops discussion about the budget and having about. It's never going to happen. It's always going to be ugly. So you might as well do that shit now. And this is what I was saying in my video. And yeah, I know I said sunshine and lollipops. That's right, I know I did. But the Jim Jordan thing, which I, I did the video on and followed that story with, with bated breath, no one could, could give me a reason why. Everybody's like, oh, Jim Jordan. Oh, America wants bipartisan. America wants to see uh, this and that. And like, ho, 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 ho. Jim, why, why are, why are you not voting uh, for Jim Jordan to be the speaker? Oh, because um, my values and I owe it to my faith in the Constitution that I hold fast to my values of like, what fucking values do you have that you think Jim Jordan doesn't possess? Here's the thing that should unite the right. We all want to have a balanced budget, right? Right? We want to be we want to be fiscally conservative people, and we want to support the military and support the boys in blue and support the, the all that. But for the most part, we want smaller government. We want a balanced budget, and we want to pay less taxes and keep more of our own money. What are you not going to get out of that with Jim Jordan? It's a, it's a friggin. Jim Jordan's going to upset their little financial apple, apple cart. He's going to go, let's take a look at this. Let's go piece by piece with the budget. This is bullshit. Why are the American people paying $50 million for some freaking pathway through the woods named after Michelle Obama? We don't freaking need it. We're not doing it. And that is absolutely the way uh, to go about the budget. Item by item. Oh, but... My, my, I owe it to myself and my values to encourage bipartisan and working across the aisle. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, I have, uh, it, it's, it's going to sound pathetic, but, uh, many people were posting all the names of the, the members of the GOP that didn't vote for Jim Jordan. And buddy, I took a screenshot of that shit. I'm, I'm going to remember them when the time comes. And it won't be sunshine and lollipops then. It won't be sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, and everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together. All right, so who can we have do that? Who can we... Just to, just to have some fun here before we go into the, the Patreon segment and some, some more, uh, some more, uh, ooh, we got, 
Ooh, we got we have still have some Victoria's Secret talk to get into. We might try to sneak some of that in before we go over to Patreon. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let's do Arnold. Fuck, fuck your freedom. <laughs> And it is sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, and lemon drop, and everything that's wonderful. We're together, brighter than a lucky penny. When you're near, the rain clouds disappear, my dear. And I feel so fine. Just to know that you are mine. <laughs> it's worth it. It's, it's, it's worth it. <laughs> I gotta do more. I gotta do more. Sunshine and lollipops and the rainbows. Everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together. Okay, that's ridiculous and fun. And and I celebrate it. I celebrate it wholeheartedly. All right, maybe a little bit of the uh, Victoria's Secret talk. Halloween's right around the corner. Are you guys are you guys doing the uh the Halloween? Do you have costume parties to go to? Have you selected a good costume? Hoo-hoo! There's some good ones out there. What a great time to be alive. What a wonderful time to be alive. Uh all right. Here here's what else I have to remind you of. I got some more uh shows, uh some stand-up shows. I got a stand-up show tonight. As a matter of fact, the little fundraiser um, I'm doing. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then we've got uh, next week's show. I will make the the hardcore announcement about that show tonight. Uh, and then as it stands right now, uh, Wednesday evening, I will be on the Greg Gutfeld program. I was hesitant to announce that last week uh, because they kept uh, making way for coverage of uh, Israel. But as of right now, Wednesday night, Greg Gutfeld, uh, there's going to be a That Show Tonight taping right around the corner. And then I believe Saturday night is going to be uh, Brian Kilmeade's show, his uh, his Saturday show. That's what I got coming up. Uh, and uh, always, always, always make sure that you're uh, hitting up the America First Warehouse Dot com. They just had Cash Patel. They're doing movie nights. We're doing our uh, That Show Tonight tapings out there. It's always something great going on. I will say this about Victoria's Secret. The, the people on uh, Patreon and Locals are going to get the real hubba hubba meat and potatoes uh, of that. And some other entertainment stuff and some more pol- uh, political stuff. But uh, this Victoria's Secret is is trying to pivot back to to sexy. They 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 went a certain direction. We'll say they went woke, and then they they took a big financial hit. Now they're pivoting back. That should make everybody happy. That should make everybody happy. With uh, with entertainment, with Disney, we're gonna get into this on on Patreon. With Disney uh, and of these other, you know, Disney Star Wars and Marvel and all of this stuff, they're going woke and they don't seem to be letting up, regardless of the financial impact. And that is, uh, that ain't good. That's like a religious fervor. Trying to think, okay, let's do Don Knotts. I gotta look, I gotta look at the music here. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, everything.
He <laughs> got me. Come on, Andy. We can do this. We got it. It's sunshine and lollipops and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together. Oh, my gosh. Maybe not as funny as Arnold, but holy crap, that's a good time. You guys are the best. Come out and see a show. And I, I want to do uh, meetups. We're going to start doing meetups. That might be a fun thing to do. Mm, is that a fun live stream? Is that a fun? I, I literally just had the idea. All right. You're fantastic. Well, we got more. Come on over to uh, Patreon and the locals. It'll be fun. Thanks for listening to the show. We're so glad you're here. <laughs> that was so jazzy. Podcast. The Loftus Party. Podcast. We go on and on. On pay. Tree on. I'm going to do that right. Because you know that felt so good. Patreon and Locals is coming up next. We'll see you over there. Have a great day, everybody. See you over on Patreon and Locals. <laughs>